about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Anybody want to buy a record player? Because we got a... Jeff Garlock selling a record player on this week's episode of Worst Gig Ever. Hi, I'm Jeff Garlock. I'm selling a record player. I'm Mike Pace. (laughs) (laughs) Stepping over each other there. Fantastic episode of the program today. We have stand-up comic Shang Wang on the show. This guy has a great story. Grew up in Texas, moved to uh, San Francisco, started doing stand-up. He's got golden pipes. He does like, have you could just pipes. listen to his the the timbre of his voice, of his honey voice. Yes, and then he's across. he's a he's a stand up comic in uh, New York these days. But he had a Comedy Central special. He's yep. and he has plenty of great worst gigs. He's got great stories. He's got worst gigs. He's got some great outlooks. Uh, yeah. We talk about some new leafs in life, yeah. and and I, I felt like we covered a lot of bases in this one. Yeah, yeah, a Steinberger. Especially. Yes. Based. Uh, speaking of musical <laughs> uh, tell us about this record player that is f- essentially for sale and that we can give people. I got these two great Stantons that my friend gave me as a wedding present, and they are intermittent in speakers, at least for mine, and they blew my speakers out, but I don't want to necessarily uh, just throw them out. So if you want to buy them, just email us at WorstGigEver at gmail.com. Or uh, if you want to go to our pages, go to WorstGigEverPodcast.tumblr.com. Go check out our old episodes at iTunes or on the WorstGigEverPodcast.tumblr.com page. Stitcher uh, Radio. Stitcher Radio. We're on there. We got a Facebook page. We got individual Twitters. You can tweet at me if you want to buy this record player. I got two of them in Greenpoint at GGarlock. Or tweet at me and I'll get it back to Jeff. That's at Mikey Pace. Or tweet at Worst Gig Ever. We are available, and I can't believe this is the first time in over a year of doing this that we've tried to actually sell something on the show, but I'm sure that we have listeners who enjoy records and maybe tinkering around. It sounds like this record player needs a little bit of work. It needs a little love. But uh, I'm sure someone will make you an offer you can't refuse. I hope so. My God. <laughs> so, without any further ado, Shang Wang on Worst Gig Ever. Yes. This was 2008. I think it was the night of the vice presidential debate. Mm-hmm. College gig. This is this is like the first year I started doing college gigs kind of heavily. And um, it was just demoralizing, after, <laughs> one after another. Just like, you know, it's just the worst of the, the ones. I mean, you know, the college shows are always a mixed bag. There's like some that are great. They're set up well. They're well produced, and then right. some they're just like the, the the nightmare ones where you're just in the in a cafeteria in the middle of the day, <laughs> right? People eating, people leaving, you know, coming going <laughs> right. from class. Um, this one was it, it was decent. It was in Iowa. I forget what city exactly, but I w- it was already up and down. Like after every show, I would I would just text my friends and be like, "Dude, this is really <laughs> taking a toll." Were you doing a whole like a college tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was driving a, a electric blue PT Cruiser. Nice. <laughs> insult to injury. Because that's what they had left yeah. at yep. the airport. Um, Can you get I, in shocking blue for me? Perfect. <laughs> but it's, okay, so so you're so it's, it's it's a college show, vice presidential debate. What's the criteria that makes it a, a worst gig? Well, it was in a small town, and the the the. the Everyone was gathered that night for an event, but not necessarily for this comedy show. Everyone was there because there was a homecoming coronation ceremony. <laughs> and it's a small town in Iowa, and this is a huge deal. Like, it's uh, this, like, barn-shaped building, and it's, like... <laughs> probably a barn, fam- Probably a barn. <laughs> probably a former barn <laughs> that had been converted. Do you have an idea for your architectural plan? <laughs> <laughs> Can we shape it like a barn? Yeah. <laughs> Barn-like. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I got two words so, for but, you. Barn light. <laughs> so, so people's minds are not on comedy. This is serious business. Yeah, there's going like on. families there. Like people are taking the homecoming. You know, I don't give a shit about homecoming. <laughs> right. I just I don't care about sports or like <laughs> the presidential hierarchy yeah. of what yeah. a social whatever. And so it was already just a weird crowd. And I'm not the main event. And I'm supposed to stall basically. I was supposed. To, I have to do. Usually these are show, these shows are between forty five to fifty in an hour, and uh-huh. they told me I had to do, I think an hour because the 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 school president was supposed to come and conduct the ceremony. He was in some meeting, and so he couldn't come back till after <laughs> an hour later. So I had to do my time. Like there was no just like, fill in for the off. school president. For like, did they tell you ahead time, or were they doing on the side of the stage to like <laughs> keep it going? <laughs> Hand motions. No, they told me ahead of okay. time. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just, you know. Did you have I'll an hour's worth of material at this point? Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but it's weird because that was like four or five years ago, and I feel like I have less time now. <laughs> How many years had you been doing it up to that point? That was probably five, six years in. Okay. Okay. Now I'm a decade in. Um, but I still feel and like somehow I've lost the material. I've, I've gone, I've, yeah, I've regressed and I don't know. I've lost time mm-hmm. somehow. But working anyway. on your yearly 20 minutes. Now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, so, basically, I mean, essentially, I just eat it. Yeah. I just eat it for, I mean, just from the very beginning to end. The whole hour is just constant. Like, do, you, do you abandon the act and try to do crowd work at one point, or are you just kind of trudging through? I'm not a great crowd work kind of guy. I mean, I'm, I, I'm trying to learn how to do uh-huh. that more often. Mm-hmm. And I realize, you know, when, when, when something happens, you got to address it because it's, you know, it's going to be weird if you don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, I tried to a little bit, but usually my crowd work just tends to be me addressing how uncomfortable and awkward everything is and then not even trying to make it funnier. <laughs> just, like, I, I don't know sure. where I started. <laughs> I think when I was younger, I was in part of some like summer camp production. And my biggest laugh was when things were awkward. Right. And so like when things feel that way, I just like, Relish in it. I just like sit there and I'm just like, yeah. Uncomfortable silence. It's so quiet right now. Do you remember what the camp production was? The what production? The camp production. It was some, it was a Buddhist camp. So it was something about, I don't remember. I I think I was playing a monster, like a village monster. (laughs) I don't know. It was, yeah. Great. Legendary. Sounds like another worse gig, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. That, that, that was one of, I think that was one of the gigs that made me want to pursue something in entertainment. Right. But, so anyways, I ate it for the whole hour. And people are just staring, you know. Yeah. Not, they don't give a shit about any of this. Um, and then I get off stage. And then the president, I guess he had been hovering for a little bit. I guess he had he already showed up some right. time ago. He gets on stage and he goes, so when's the comedian going to get Ooh. here? Oh, oh asshole. Civilian humor. Yeah. Just kind of- Biggest laugh of the night, dude. <laughs> Just kills it, kills the room. Everyone's dying. I'm like, ouch. I get my check, and then I leave, and then I go buy two tall boys at the gas station. And I go home and watch the veg- the vice presidential debate. Well, it's, it's, the thing that's the saving grace, and it was the same playing, you know, touring in a band. Mm-hmm. You would you would relish those college shows because it was the student activities board that would cut you a check for right. like fifteen hundred bucks yeah. or something, which. When you were kind of touring at our like that, that would cover land, yeah, that would cover for so much shows that didn't work. So I'm hoping oh, yeah. that at least when you get paid, like it, it oh, sort of yeah. softens the blow a little. Oh bit. yeah, you go home and you just look at that check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just feels so much. You know that it's it's a comfort thing. Yeah, when you see those numbers, but it's it's just I, I take it I take those things so hard. Right. You know, like I don't know, as performers, we just tend to judge our our whole life on that last performance, yeah. and yeah. so. It is. It's it's crippling when when something like that happens. How long do you do you uh, so, do you let do you stay with that? Is it until the next show, or do you, do you get over it? Relatively? The next show, I get over. I, I talk to. I, I call my friends, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I tell them how much it sucked and how much I don't think I can do this anymore. How much I don't. I don't. I just like. I don't think I can do comedy. I don't. Maybe yeah. I'm not right. cut up for it. You know. Is that something that still happens? Yeah. Yeah. Well. It, yeah. It still happens. <laughs> it happened this year for sure. But I. I, yeah. I I'm kind of on a new. New new leaf right now. Last right. nice. two months, yeah. 
I don't know. Let's not talk about that. Let's okay. talk about that. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Well, I think... The, we can get to that later. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The musical equivalent, and we talk about this often on the show, is sulking in the van, which is yeah. when you've had the shitty show. For whatever reason, maybe there's no one there, or you fucked something up, or whatever. And then after the show, you just sit in the van yeah. and just feel sorry for yeah. yourself. And, you know, as a comic, you're... You're essentially bought, you're touring by yourself for the most yeah. part. You're just you're going back to the hotel, whatever. Yeah. So it sounds like it was the equivalent, like. But even in that case, you get to go back to the hotel room and watch TV. In our cases, it's like you're sitting in the van until you realize you're going to have to be staying on the floor of right. some kid's house, some kid that you've you've called together that night. Really? Yeah. yeah oh, that's well, a, that's an our love for the type yeah. of you know for the type of bands that w- that we were playing in, kind of this you know indie rock, you know whatever you want to call it. And doing it sort of on a budget, it was like a hotel room would be, uh, that's a luxury. Especially that's every once in a while. Yeah. Like it kept yeah. cutting in. So you go, you play the show and you're like, does anyone have a place to, that we can crash? And almost all the time, someone will be like, yeah. Yeah. Right. And most right. of the time, you know, it's, it's fine. It's nice. It's, you know, and it, in a lot of ways, when you're in your like mid twenties, it's like, ah, the experience of staying so with someone is going to be so much right. cooler than staying in a, right. in a hotel. But every once in a while, you get some real shithole, disgusting yeah. oh, well, yeah. diarrhea get, on the oh, carpet yeah. type You get place. dudes who, who it's like, you know, you're on tour for like five weeks. But that's their one night to go for it. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, but I'd kind of just like to sleep. You got to drive six right, hours right. tomorrow. To to the, yeah. And then, yeah, you get a punk house that's filthy. Yeah. We slept on a pig farm once <laughs> over like in this guy Clay's like room over a pig farm. Wow. Two bands in a, in a room the size that it's, we're in trying to all so sleep next to each other. At the other. very least, wow. there is, there's some kind of solace to be had in the fact that you could, Go back to the hotel. I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. at least it's not a disgusting yeah. hotel room. Yeah, I guess that's that's. I guess that's how you look at it. I mean, there's something that's this night. It's, I mean, that that sleeping with two bands in a room above a pig farm. That sounds <laughs> might have been a barn-like building. It was a barn-like <laughs> building, definitely. That sounds kind of. Uh, there's some commodity you that, have to build. Yeah, there, that's you know? definitely that is the flip side. No matter the, what, you're the, in Texas. Yeah. you gotta yeah. get home somehow. <laughs> that's that's the flip side to the fact that like you're you're by yourself. You know, there's all there are all the benefits to that. But in the band scenarios, you got whatever it is, three or four other people, yeah. and yeah. you're with them, and hopefully you get along and your friends, and at least you're you're sharing in the yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like when you go back to the hotel, sometimes it just feels even more depressing. Right. I mean, you're by yourself <laughs> in this very sterile environment, and you're in the middle of nowhere. And if, if I, I, it's kind of, I, I remember watching um, Up in the Air. Yeah. 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 And that movie really struck a chord with me, and, it, and I think I cried. But yeah. I, I was like, I was like, I do kind of the same thing, but I'm not even having like, like a love affair, right? And <laughs> right. It's yeah. You don't have that black platinum card, like yeah, or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because it is, it's a different, it's a different world, it's a different universe that you kind of put yourself into, and and um, there's also the element of like. That's got to be hard, uh, uh, where it's just you is like, you know, no matter what, even if it's a bad show or a good show, you come off the stage with this kind of like adrenaline. Yeah. And then you're back in the hotel room, just kind of sitting there, just like, all right, right. everything's closed right. where I am, yeah. like maybe a bar, but I only want to drink right now or whatever yeah. well, it is. Like in, in the case of this, the, uh, the, this college show in Iowa, mm-hmm. do you come off and you're thinking, like I fucked up, or the oh, fuck the audience. It's like they didn't get like how could right. this have been made better in yeah. your head, or you just kind of just revel in the just like that just sucked. I, I I'll do both. Yeah. I'll yeah. do both. I mean, just just seeing like a lot of old white people in a barn. <laughs> I, I just I, I just know this is not exactly gonna be <laughs> right. my ideal crowd. So that feels good, kinda. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that you can kind of make that an excuse, but. You know, you wanna you wanna believe that your shit is like transferable, universal, and like everyone is gonna be able to relate to it somehow. Yeah, right. Well, because it's that hard part too. Because it's like there are those times, like there are those times where it's like, well, the audience just wasn't my type of audience. Yeah. But then you have those days where you're like, how many days am I gonna say that? Right. right, (laughs) Like I would feel that in bands where I'd be like, still like still doing it and still like I mean like where I'll I'll do this for years more. Yeah. But then you're like, how many times am I just telling myself that, and how much is the truth? Right. And no one can give you that answer. Uh. 
I mean, and it's it's hard, I'm sure. Yeah, and so like your ideal audience just kind of dwindles to <laughs> right. like, this tiny little niche part of the population. <laughs> yeah. The the other thing I like about that story is that it also brings up a nice corollary to the band situation, which is the there was this homecoming thing going right. on, which is like. I, there are countless times where like we would show up in a place, someone would be really psyched about the show beforehand when it was being set up, and then yeah. we'd get there and like, uh, you know, like, and the, and then the show would go well and be like, you know, and then the promoter would come by and be like, sorry guys, there's like this huge, it was freak week this week, and right, so like every right, or like right. it's finals, everybody is studying. If you guys were here like two weeks ago, if you had it would have been trip or treat when I yeah. booked you, and it's like, well, yeah, you're the one who booked us. Yeah, so there is that kind of where you're up against, you know, this uh, force of nature or whatever it is that just right the the I don't know what happened, guys. I don't know excuse. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. usually. Iowa on a Tuesday night is yeah. great, but you know, we've got the debates. <laughs> we have home Peggy Sue got married is, you know, <laughs> happening. So yeah, it's a, uh, that's a, you hit like, that's a perfect worst gig because it, it just it hits all of these marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, I've done a number of those where it's like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> right. it's like 20 different activities going on on the yeah. same day and then people are coming in and out of the show and then you're like doing comedy in a hallway. Right. <laughs> You're you're it's, one of the acts, yeah. of many things yeah. in a weekend. Yeah. Are, are how often are like those college gigs? Like what percentage wise? Like are they those type? And how 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 many are like kind of work out? Well? Okay. I think I think when I first started out, there were it was like fifty fifty. Yeah. Now I do a lot less of the the yeah. nightmarish gigs. I don't do I I haven't done a, a lunch show in a long time. <laughs> uh-huh. so that's, that's good. We've heard about the lunch show from other guests, <laughs> yeah. too, which sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people are eating. People are just eating lunch, and then they're walking in, and they're talking. You know, they're having lunch. Right. You know, they don't yeah. know. They didn't know they were going to go into a comedy show. Right. Um, they didn't ask for it. They yeah, just they asked for some yeah, food. We, I'm just there in the corner. <laughs> and that's you know what noise. It, it's the idea <laughs> that like when an audience comes to a comedy show, be it in a club or in some kind of alt space or whatever, they're going there with the intention of, we want to laugh, we want to have a good time. There's a social the contract. S- yes. Yeah. The Stop. same with yeah. when you go to see a band play, it's like, yeah, we're going... And there are also plenty of shows that both of our bands have played where it's like, you're playing before like the cool dance party. Uh-huh. Like, it's yeah. a Friday night show, there's going to be a the band, and then like everybody's scared. And so you have all of these people show up for the dance party, not expecting the band. And then so everybody's sitting there cross-armed, like, because the band wasn't promoted the right way or, like, it wasn't big enough on the flyer. And everyone's just waiting for you to finish. So the DJ... (laughs) (laughs) So there's definitely a lot of of similarities here. Yeah. I... I, Shoot. I was going to tell you something about... I forgot what I was going to say. Wait, what are we... What are we... Oh, wait. (laughs) Uh, lunch gigs oh lunch gigs there was this one lunch gig where it's a small room Mm -hmm. very very cozy very quaint it's also college yeah i think it was like upstate new york maybe and it was like like a handful of people i could see everybody and then there's like this one kid in the front and the whole time he's not saying he's not reacting at all except he would just shake his head (laughs) he would shake his head no with just no words, no bodily, just his head would disapprove. Every time I said a joke, it would, we would just go like this, and I didn't address it. I don't know why. I just felt like it, I just felt like there's nothing. I, I I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't. I just want to get through the show. Is there any way to block that out, or does it start eating away at you? It eats. I'm mean, I'm the kind. You know, a lot of us we focus on the, the most negative part yep. of the of the whole show. Yeah. So I'll hone in on like the guy that's not laughing or the the whatever <laughs> the grumpy looking dude, and then this dude just just complete disapproval the whole show. Those oh. guys love to sit in the front row too. Like yeah. I don't know what it is. Like that's a consistent. Like I've had shows like that at like UCB where I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. You like you know leave. what you're getting into. Like yeah. Like fucking. I like I know how it works. Like if I'm not. If I'm wary of a show, sit in the back. Like right. so, then if I can want to get out, I can get out. Right, right, right. Who loves to sit up front and <laughs> not be Wait, psyched I about? Remember, being there. you had a story about Panthers playing someplace. I think maybe in the UK, and a guy in front of the stage giving you the thumbs down the entire. That sounds about right. Show, yeah. So oh. that sounds about right, especially for that tour. Yeah, and yeah, it's just like I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. In some ways, like 
Maybe I get it more in music somehow because it's like you're competing with noise, right? And right, like right. everyone's yeah, amped up. There's kind yeah. of an aggression. There's a back but especially and forth. like at UCB, but like especially when it's like a stand-up thing at UCB or something like that. And I'll just be like, you know what you're watching, right? One person talking to you <laughs> that will tell you jokes, <laughs> well, <laughs> and you're so against enjoying life. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, if you don't like it. To show your disapproval, you just don't laugh. Right. You don't need to shake your head at me. Right. On top of that, you know no. what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like the thumbs down to music, I guess that's kind of their way of not laughing. Right. You know, like that's. But you can almost even slightly. see how, like, I mean, it's a, it's a dick move to begin with, but there's, like we said, you know, like, Everyone's your everyone's intensity is raised. Yeah, a little it's bit. the the energy of the room is yeah. bigger, anyways, because it's you know fucking a band playing, and I'm assuming at that point that guy was fucking you know many pints in. Yeah, mm. so like that gives him the leeway, but like you know like the quiet nod or the quiet no nod is so like. Do you it's think maybe maybe he was a college kid in the midst of his like pretentious asshole phase, and he just. I don't. I, I, there's another another factor involved. He was the only black kid in the whole room. I don't know if like he just was having a rough time in school in general, <laughs> or if he was having a bad day. Like, right. he just seemed really unhappy, yeah. and then I wasn't helping. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna be the thing that solved all this problem, yeah. and you blew it. I blew uh, it, dude. I totally. <laughs> so you know, you, you say that the the stuff still kind of plagues you in terms of uh, you know reveling and stuff if a show doesn't go well to the you know to this day 10 years in yeah mm-hmm. so what was it like when you first started um i mean i i, I had a lot of fun the first when i first started the and comedy. Wait, was this in san francisco yeah or? i started in san francisco mm-hmm. i mean I, I i did like very amateur talent show type things mm-hmm. in college where i tried doing stand-up like a couple times um and then and then i got into like spoken word a little bit ah, a little slam poetry i slammed some poems <laughs> yeah um so i was trying it's crazy to, by the way that there was a heyday for that yeah, yeah. like just yeah. that like mtv was Do, playing slam really poetry. no well no hbo was had period deaf where, poetry slam yeah, was deaf a, poetry yeah, slam. Yeah, and then happened. there was a period where there was a poetry tour that i think was sponsored by mtv and it was wow. like this woman maggie estep and it was always oh, like slam yeah. poetry with a band oh. and like this band king missile Mm-hmm. Who had a song "Detachable Penis" that was like a kind <laughs> oh, yeah, of a yeah, single? Yeah. Like they were essentially the singer was just like a poetry guy. Like New Yorkian yeah. was like the big thing. But it was here. weird. Like, there was a period where that there was really like yeah, yeah. You know, it was. And it. I remember going to an cool. acting camp. I went to this camp, uh, CCY, and the, at one of the coffee houses, there was the woman who did you know the girl at that point doing the slam poetry and did the cadence the like you tell me over here yeah. and now i'm <laughs> over there oh gosh it's so it's so it's so hard to listen to but so did you so did you get into uh like straight up you know comedy through the the slam poetry yeah, or was well, it I, I did the, the comedy time. first and uh-huh. then i and then i had a breakup uh, a rough one in mm-hmm. college and then i met a bunch of friend a bunch of friends of a friend who were all poets yeah, and we huh. were just hanging out kind of partying and you know just did you go to school in like yeah this Bur- i went to berkeley okay so uh, i was this was during that time and then um and then and then i went school started again and I, I just started i joined the slam team and i did pretty well i mean <laughs> it was I did, a I team did, yeah there was a team <laughs> this we, is like we competed this is a for for, for this, yeah a like. sanctioned school That's uc crazy. berkeley had yeah. a that feels slam very berkeley yeah, too we competed <laughs> we competed we, we we went to case western to do the national wow college competition yeah um that's amazing <laughs> did you guys yeah, place in it or what i don't know what we did <laughs> i remember smoking a lot of weed there though <laughs> That's all we. That's that's Case Western played at Case Western twice actually. Really? In like in I think the cafeteria, but it was it was it was not bad. But they definitely were serving food like while the band's on a stage a foot high and like. But yeah, but yeah. So okay, so so you had the slam poetry angle for a little bit. So that I mean, and and I I wrote either like sad love poems, Mm -hmm. but or or like like just cute crush kind of things, right? Um. And usually with a little humor. And then after college, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. I, I, I wanted to either do poetry, photography, or stand-up. And I just started... I took a, I took a joke writing class for like six weeks, and I just, I just started hitting open mics. Yeah. 
And that was it. I mean, I just kept doing it, and it, it was fun. It was fun. I mean, I was, I was having, I was really into it. I was very inspired um, to. I mean, th- that that community was like very supportive. Everyone's mm-hmm. pretty original, and so a lot of it, it was mostly based on writing jokes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my stronger suit is more joke writing rather than like performance or right. storytelling. Um, so that was fun, but it was it was. I, I, it was a lot of alcohol, right? <laughs> At to the go, time. yeah. I think the first couple, pretty much every first performance I did, all, all the performance I did early on was a lot of drunken, a lot of liquid courage. Yeah. yeah. And were you were you working at the time as well? Did yeah, you any, yeah, yeah. What were you doing? I had a day job. Um, I was working on a photo. I did, I did like a bunch of intern, unpaid internships, and then I worked at a uh, photography like shop, little old school photography shop, and then. I also did production assistant work for yeah. like small little companies that did shows for like uh, History Channel and Home and Gardening, mm-hmm. um, just like little, yeah, you know, kind of like bitch work, which was totally cool with me. Right, um, but the idea at the time was kind of living for the open mics. Yeah, every yeah, night yeah. Kind of I would thing. just, I mean, it was it was a very fun and productive period. Like it was, I had a full day. You know, I would wake yeah. up, I would. Just go to straight to work. Listen to NPR in the in the morning, and then like kill a day at work. Eat a you know get, get eat, eat some breakfast from the taco truck. <laughs> poop poop on the clock. That was always yeah. something I looked forward to. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I, I liked napping on the clock in the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would never I found that a way to wait, wait, wait. I wait. could nap. You said poop on the clock. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Like I would you just go to the, the bathroom stall. and just go. Yeah, I would never poop at home when I had yeah. when I had a day job. Oh, because you're getting paid uh, yeah. to poop. I'm getting man. paid to poop, man. Oh, oh, oh okay, yeah. yeah. And I would I would take naps. I would go in. I, like I didn't I was, even think I that was go a thing. In like I was pooping, but I would just kind of like do like the rest <laughs> of my. Wow. Like I was able to. I did that for a lot of jobs. <laughs> uh, it had to be done. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You're yeah. out late at night. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, after that, I would just go straight to some mic or some show it yeah. was like really it was it was cool because i would i don't know like now when i don't without a day job you don't feel as like yeah the, the schedule is harder to maintain absolutely and, and focus. <laughs> you're telling me yeah Ew, brother yeah. was there i i have to ask though was there ever the thoughts to ever doing any kind of voiceover work because you have this rich baritone oh man that Thanks, is dude. like is very yeah. very soothing to listen thank to thank you I, I i would love to i've 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 been in the recording studio like i've auditioned for vo's i've never uh-huh. nailed i've never um gotten one yet um but i like doing it and yeah. i would love to but i don't i haven't been paid to do it yeah yet. right um the only commercial kind of work i did get was uh it, it was it wasn't a commercial it was an industrial yeah mm-hmm. and um i played a cancer patient for like these <laughs> like some insurance videos <laughs> like what do you do when you get yeah. cancer right and i was the patient talking to a fake doctor um did they shave your head or anything no no, no i guess was... they, they were like you look good enough you just the role you were born to play yeah. yeah is this on the real is this like a no I, i've never seen it i never i never got a copy of it and i don't think i ever want to do that again right it was like a lot of work yeah, yeah. and it wasn't I mean, the pay was it wasn't that good of a pay right yeah but it's but uh voiceover should be an option i hope i would love to i would love to um because there's the slight Texan drawl and that you were you grew up in Texas. Yeah, I grew or? up in Houston. All right. Um, and then I, yeah, f- up, up from like three to eighteen, then I went to college in per- Berkeley, and then I stayed in the West Coast for nine years, I think, yeah. or roughly around nine years. Well, the the ability to poop on the clock and just you know, I can see why you'd want to stay. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> why, like why, why you'd want to stay out there. Um, and then how did the uh, what prompted the move to New York? It was, I, I, I was, I don't know, intimidated by the idea of living here. Mm-hmm. Also, I left San Francisco um, in like 07 or so, and I was, uh, I went to LA, but I didn't live there. I, I crashed at my cousin's house outside of the city, so I was like, I never... And I traveled constantly during the time that that was when the college gigs started picking up. Mm-hmm. So I, I I never really gave LA a chance. But during that time, I visited San Francisco constantly, 
and I never lived in the city. Wait, San Francisco or Los Angeles? Sorry, I, I, this, this is when I moved to right. Los Angeles, but I would go you back, come back to San, to San Francisco. Okay, yeah. But see, when I was when I was there, when I lived there, I was in the East Bay. I was in Oakland and Berkeley. Yeah. But when I went back to visit, I would stay in the city of San Francisco. And then I realized how cool it was to be able to walk everywhere, not drive, and just get drunk and high and just like <laughs> yeah. stumble around town and just do shows like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I realized how cool it was to live in a city where you never have to drive. And then I, and during that time, I also got Gotham, Live at Gotham, I think, was during that time. So I came to New York to shoot that. And I, and I mm-hmm. again, this was like the ultimate city to do late night drinking and not, not right. worry about getting home. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of leniency in New York. Sure. Yeah. I would think that the the pot would be better in San Francisco oh, though, because of the great. Humboldt County. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, California is just insane. Yeah. Insane. Over here, it's a little scarier in terms of smoking in public and. Sure. It's just prices are you know. Anyways. Yeah. So I was like, this is a pretty cool city to to live in, you know, right. to party in, and it was it, it was it was both like i'm so comfortable in the west coast and i want to challenge myself to get mm-hmm. out of that mindset i feel right. like that's kind of where i belong but right now i should just like surround myself with like this more kinetic energy of mm-hmm. new york city so I, that's why i moved out here also i had friends that that moved here yeah. just a little bit before that right which helps um yeah and so. by the time you moved out here since you were already kind of a you know a working touring comic you i'm assuming you kind of were able to avoid the vortex of like open mic hell and yeah yeah to a certain extent like how much did you have to reboot when you came out here i mean not not a whole lot well honestly i don't know my path is a little bit weird because i'm I'm almost four years into new york and Mm -hmm. i'm i just got passed at my first club right which is Mm kind of slow if you're you know, in that, unless you're like just a total alt comedian and you don't even care to do the right, comedy yeah. clubs, it's a little slow for me. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm really grateful I got into one already or finally, but, um, I, I really, I mean, I don't know. When I moved out here, like, I, I first got a lot of stage time at the World Cafe. Have you guys mm-hmm. ever heard? It's mm-hmm. like part yeah. of the Broadway comedy club. Yeah. Like yeah. Kind of partners or, and they gave me a lot of stage time, but it's unpaid and it was booked. So I didn't have to go through an open mic to get the stage time. But it was also a very weird audience because it was, it was, a, it was a very touristy right. sure. joint. So, and people didn't really care. There, people don't really care. The, the, the caliber of comedy isn't the most important thing in that room. Right. Yeah. And so, it would be kind of. I think it kind of bummed me out a lot like yeah. doing 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 sets there. Um, and then I recently realized, like, if I don't, I started it in the comedy club, you know, in San Francisco at the mm-hmm. Punchline. That's like my home base. But I realized if I'm not doing club shows regularly, like it's it's take. I'm losing something. Right. I'm losing like doing just bar shows and alt shows. I feel less. I mean, I don't know if it's only because of that, but I definitely feel like in the past couple of years, I've lost some like killer instinct. Mm-hmm. I'm not as aggressive on stage mm-hmm. as I used to be. I'm not as like keen on like, I'm going to go up here and just kill, kill it. And, and, just, do, like, and do you attribute that to uh, more kind of alt shows and bar shit? Because it's like, a, you know, it's a, the leniency there. I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Part of it is also I started trying to like adopt the New York kind of approach of like more... I don't know, ranting and storytelling or mm-hmm. like writing on stage kind yeah. of thing. And that's not how I started doing comedy. Right. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm very much like, a, I'm just, I write the whole thing out. It seems right. like there's a traditional streak in terms of what you're talking about, in terms of the way you're, you've come up through the club system, yeah. so to speak. And as a, as a, like a tried and true right. writer, yeah. as opposed yeah, and to actually like, writing jokes, yeah. uh, which is a, it is a difference. Like, and yeah. And it's just, it seems like when you're working a place like the World Cafe, when it's more about the tourists being, oh, we're seeing live comedy in Times Square. Right, right. As opposed to a, anything specific. It's the idea that we're on They're vacation. They're seeing comedy. They're seeing, it's, it's like the you're comedian. Just going to see music. Yeah. yeah. Just going to see what, like, do you, it's, do you it's happen to have in front of you. Um, a worse gig from that, uh, that era? Oh, I don't, I, I can't remember one specific thing. Um, uh, I mean, not, not, nothing too crazy. There's at yeah. one point, like, I remember one show. There's two parties involved, and the they're both one's on the left front row, one's on the right, mm-hmm. and they're fighting each other <laughs> during the show. Like they they start like heckling the uh, the the comedian, and then they start heckling each other, and then by the end of my set, 
they're fighting each other. Like they're ready to take it outside. And I mean, I, I, I don't parties as in two groups or parties two groups, and two, two bachelorette groups. parties. Yeah, therefore <laughs> competing to be the worst crowd. At the ever. comedy show. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did they end up taking it outside? I think they got. No, I, no, no, no. They stayed. See, that's the thing. Like they, they were like, they're like, we're gonna have these customers continue to, to be in the showroom so we can like sell them drinks right. and then pay for the have them pay for the bill. Right. Again, you know, that's like that environment. It just wasn't the the best place to to be doing stand up, <laughs> yeah. right? Was, yeah. Um, and I know, I know that you 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 talk about it. I've uh, in 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 your act or you have before about um, your parents' reaction to what you're doing, right? Because you're Taiwanese, yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem to necessarily be an association with comedy in the grand scheme of things. And I'm just curious, uh, at this point, now that you've been doing it for so long, like, uh, what, what's your parents' take on it now? That- um, they, they're pretty chill. Mm-hmm. They're actually pretty chill. I mean, they never were super, oppo- uh, they didn't oppose it too hard mm-hmm. ever really at the beginning. I mean, they, my mom, my dad, my dad's never really suggested anything else. My mom would occasionally at the beginning kind of like, she she was like, oh, you want to like do TV stuff, and then she right. would suggest like, why don't you be like an anchor man or something? <laughs> like, I don't know. She thought that might be more stable or more prestigious. Still make some jokes as an anchor man. Yeah, yeah throw like, a couple wingers in there. <laughs> it, was it the type of thing where like once there was a validation, maybe financially? Yeah. Where they like, oh, you can make money doing this, right? I I just know that in uh, at least in my case with music and things that there's always been a a uh, you know my mother would would kind of not that she, you know she's always been supportive but whenever there's a oh I told you so moment yeah. on my part ready to pounce like, oh okay yeah. so you can you can make a living right, doing this right. to okay. a certain extent yeah I mean I'm sure that helps but yeah. I, I don't I don't think that that was a, a big deal for them either yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm very grateful. They're incredibly chill about the whole thing, and they're pretty supportive. Um, they don't really know exactly what I do. Like my dad does. I mean, they're, hard to explain. They're English, there's, there's a language and cultural uh-huh. thing. Like their their English is okay. Like we can talk, but we it's it's gonna be hard for them to enjoy the show. Have fully. they seen you do stand up before? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is not a great gig. One one of the first <laughs> one of the first times my mom saw me do a show was in San Francisco. She came to visit, and it was like. It was like some weird event. It was like some banquet for like 200 middle-aged Chinese doctors. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just didn't go over that well. You know, yeah. I'm talking about Snoop Dogg and smoking weed. <laughs> right. And they're, they're kind of like cracking up. Their, they're, they're, like, they're cracking their own kind of little silly doctor jokes. And it doesn't go that well. But I get 200 bucks and I, I buy dinner for my mom. Yeah. Right. You know? And so she's like, she understood like that's not. Your exactly. target yeah. audience, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's uh, she's cool about it, man. Were there other comics on that show? Or were you the only one? There was other comics. That, uh-huh. You know, Brent Weinbach was on that show. Oh, really? And he's <laughs> even more like specific in terms of yeah. type of comedy. I think <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I love Brent. I love Brent stuff. Right. Wait, how did that one come about? That show? Was I don't it remember. T- Someone reached out to us from the from the Chinese doctor community. <laughs> and was like, we got a banquet. <laughs> and uh, we want some entertainment. <laughs> sure. You guys are uh, not perfect for it. And us. so when you moved to New York, uh, you know, I guess, why Chinatown? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was as good a segue as any. Uh, <laughs> I, it was just, I, I, when, I, when I first moved here, um, the first couple of nights I stayed uh, at Louis, Louis Katz, my, my good friend from, he started in the Bay as well. I kind of like followed his footsteps because... Mm-hmm. He was part of that amateur talent group in college before I was. And right. I saw a skit that he had written. And that in, in inspired me to join the group the next year. And then we didn't know each other until after college. We, we, we both, he was doing comedy. I started doing comedy. I met him in comedy. And then I realized we had a past in a weird, right. indirect way. And then he moved to New York. And I moved to New York. And then that, the weekend I moved here, September 1st, 19, or 2009, <laughs> been here a while um he was out of town so i stayed with him and i remember i came home one night and he texted me or he called me he was like my roommate is about to break up with his girlfriend it's gonna be a little drama when you get home and i remember like staying in his room and then just hearing you know like 
it's like a little kid with his parents fighting outside. Uh-huh. Like I was just trapped in there. Like I, didn't, I didn't want to pee or go and get food. <laughs> I just like stayed in his room while there was a you know a just breakout. crying in the fetal position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you're like, I love this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. That was it. Well, no, this was not. And then so I I left that place, and then I I stayed with a friend who lived in Chinatown while I was house hunting, mm-hmm. and. I was like, this is a great neighborhood because yeah. all the trains cross Canal pretty much. Right. And I'm right by the Brooklyn and Manhattan Bridge, so I can get to Brooklyn really quickly. And also, um, it's tons of produce and supermarkets and yeah. food. And I'm, I'm into eating. Big produce guy. I'm pro, I, I cook <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big cook. I mean, I like to waste time in the kitchen making stuff and right. eating it. Okay, well, this, that's actually a point. When you don't have a working schedule, it's a good yeah. way to that's, fill out. That's the day. No, you just I, feel so, you gotta eat. Yeah. yeah, you know? yeah you feel uh, so there's no getting around it. I, <laughs> actually, where I biked uh, a couple of weeks ago, tasty hand pulled noodles yeah, on yeah, Doyer yeah. Street. Doyer's. That's a great street. Yeah. yeah. And the place next to it, too, uh, no, like number one, excellent pork Excellent pork house. house. That's my jam, dude. Yeah. That's, that's good my stuff. jam. Closed so, on Tuesdays. This is, it is closed <laughs> on Tuesdays. I tried to go there on Tuesday once, and it's closed. Right. It's closed on Tuesdays. To go there, oh, wait, yeah. And yeah. now I'm just thinking vegetarian dim sum. Down. So this is actually a perfect a segue into, as I'm sure you know, when you Google your name, yeah, the first thing that comes up is a Chinese restaurant yeah. in Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, that's my competition. And have, have you, you been there? Yes. Yeah, I've, I have. It's pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. mean, all those hand pulled noodles are pretty amazing. They're like really um, tender, springy yeah. noodles. Oh, it's also a, a hand pulled noodle oh. place. Yeah, yeah. That I'll, I'll, a lot of those foods is like. Well, that's still blowing my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've got one. The the warehouse is in Greenpoint. Oh, really? And so they have a little, they opened up a little store yeah, that he told me about where they've got you know, two or three. For, well, for the listener, yeah. Jian Famous Foods is essentially a, like a takeout place started by like a guy and his father. Mm-hmm. And they, how would you describe It's like authentic. Well, Jian is like Western Chinese. Yes. Certain province. Uh, right? Yeah, in Western China. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, at end of, it's at the end of the Silk Road. So they have a lot of spices coming in from, like, I guess, like the Middle East or right that part of Asia, that yeah. part of the country or, world, and um, so it's, it's it's spicier food. It tends to be like more lamb meat. Yeah, um, I had the lamb face tingly, oh, tingly yeah. lamb yeah, face tingly salad. Face. Yeah, that I mean, I'm usually down for all kind. Of, I don't care what part of the animal it is. <laughs> yeah, but for some reason, I think what happened was it was cold. It was a cold yeah. lamb meat. face. Face, yeah, salad, and I, I think there were like the chunks were so big. I think I recognized like an ocular socket, <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. you saw the source. Well, <laughs> so, the I- too clearly. Yeah. The idea is that Gian has a number of locations yeah. uh, around in Queens and Manhattan, and they opened one in our neighborhood. And if you've got your bike, I mean, this is like it's like a it's, couple blocks. It's from literally here. like on an industrial street where there is not, there's no foot traffic. Yeah. There's no reason why this place should exist. It's just that it's they the have their, it's their distribution for all center. The other restaurants. So they decided to open just a little you little know window thing. Yeah, oh, it's so good. You can walk in, but it's uh, those noodles are just really like the, the uh, but just yeah. about the it's just yeah. it's that, that place this this episode brought to you by Jian famous <laughs> yes. um so but shang wang the restaurant yeah does the name mean anything or is it do you think it's well, the guy's the, the name thing, the thing about this i mean thinking about chinese like when you when you write it out in english like there's going to be a, a shitload of homonyms yeah mm-hmm. so that shang i mean it could be a number of different words that represent mm-hmm. that shang um and again, my name, Shang Wing, Shang is only like half of my given name. Mm-hmm. My first name is actually Sun Shen. My given name is Sun Shen, which is, they cut it in half and made it my first and middle name. So, I don't, I don't know what it means. I think it means something awesome, you know, like victory yeah. or something. Yeah. But Wang just You means, could just go with it being something yeah. awesome. It means victory, <laughs> yeah. It means awesome, awesome winner. Yeah. <laughs> um, Probably the best dude you ever beat. Yeah. So. <laughs> And Wang means king, so King Awesome, whatever. So you're 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 good to go, <laughs> pretty much. You can best. also see oh, why you know they. King would, awesome. yeah. <laughs> Actually, my old uh, an old friend of mine, Wayne Hugh. Mm-hmm. Um, who now lives in Florida, actually. That's but Wayne, I remember Wayne. Wayne telling me once, you know, that the because re- he got he, I got a piece of mail when we lived together, uh, and his name was W Wei Yen. Like W A I space Y E N. So I guess his Americanized version, they just made it Wayne. Okay, yeah, which I mean, is like yeah. kind of a kind of the letters are there. Yeah, Wayne. Yeah, that's it's, interesting. It's, I mean, that's the sort of a reason of there. I guess you it's know, all A to C thinking. Yeah. This episode is going out to Wayne as well. I haven't spoken to him in a while. I hope. I hope. I hope he's. I hope he's well. So why don't you hit us up with a? Um, just give us another worse gig. Well, I I want. I guess I should. Mm, okay, 
I'll talk. I have two more kind of stories. One of them is about like I did a gig in Boston. I was with Ali, um, Ali Wong, mm-hmm. a friend of mine. She's a comedian, and um, we stayed at a we we got we got put up also. Like we stayed <laughs> with some um, a group of people that were like fans. No, they were. I think they were. They were friends or friends of uh-huh. friends. Yeah, and it was. We're, you know, we're grateful for a place, but right. dude, like me and Ali are both like, I, I'm glad you made me take off my shoes before I came <laughs> in here because that's how we rolled, you know? Sure, yeah. Right. Um, and so this is one of the houses where you don't take off your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a bunch of people living there and everybody just had this level of like a very sub, to me, for us, it was like very substandard level of like hygiene and cleanliness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, just 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 how they took care of their electronics like liquids everywhere by right on next to the electronics right um that was just one indication at the beginning of the day and at the night like we just the the restroom was an explosion a pubic explosion (laughs) around the toilet seat everywhere it takes so little to wipe the rib Uh, you know just hairy walls man (laughs) The whole room was like covered this is, with hair. This is what I was talking about. How like most of the time when people put you up, it's okay, it's fine. Yeah, Maybe it's yeah. not even it's it's negligible. You don't even need to talk about. It. Every once in a while, you get some A plus winner of like just a grossest. Yeah, and so it's uh, this is what it sounds like. It Were these amazing. college? Was it a col- college kids? Yeah, or like college or recent graduates. Yeah, and it was it was just she slept in all her clothes. Yeah, and her yeah. jacket. Yeah, you know, like she wasn't gonna use any of the given bedding at all. Like she slept like a homeless person on the street in the yeah. room. I don't know why. I was like, I can't. Like, I, I, I'm a nighttime shower guy. I had to take a shower. Yeah. I, 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 I showered with all yeah. that nastiness in the in, yeah. the, in the in the bathroom. Um, and then I crawled in, in, into bed and then I, I fell asleep. But that yeah. that was just, it's a bummer. Super bummer, man. Well, you know, do you, do you, I'll say that like, I've had those times, uh, like when the toilet is just filthy. Yeah, and there's the the brush next to it. Mm-hmm. I certainly have brushed people's toilets. Really? Like I think I did actually to a friend of mine's not too long no, ago. I was I, staying at his house, but I was just like, "You've got the fucking thing." Like, yeah. I just want uh, just a little bit, just to get some of this pee fucking yeah. stain it's, off. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's right there. Like, and it it made me feel better in a weird way. Right. Yeah. Uh, I remember on, and then I felt crazy after. But I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Am I crazy or am I just a fucking adult?" On right. one of on one of my band. Oxford Collapse's last tours, we did three nights in a row where we stayed with people that lived, it was like one house filthier than the next. And, you know, you get to a point where, like I said, usually they're fine, but we had this saying that it doesn't matter whose house it is, you're always sleeping on diarrhea encrusted carpet. Yeah. Like it's this, because that's what's going to eventually, yeah. like that's going to. So we wound up staying in three houses, and they were all like college kids, and they were filthy, disgusting, vermin. Yeah. Um, and then it got to the point where it was just like, we just need to pony up for a motel, like just to keep our sanity. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I've also gotten to the point where like, you get, I, I've gotten over myself and I will take the shower, I, you know, yeah, in the place. You, because yeah. also, when you're in a tour situation where you're out on the road for four or five weeks, you don't necessarily know when the next shower is yeah. going to be. So you got, you, you want to do it. I mean, we were talking yesterday too. I'm sure you don't ever encounter, but if you ever, uh, as a band, uh, especially on the level we go, uh, we would tour and sometimes play squats. Whoa. So you would play like a fucking, you know, and in mm. Europe, sometimes they're really nice. Okay. Um, but sometimes you're, you are like, oh yeah, we are playing a squat. This is an abandoned building that they've mm-hmm. made into like a punk venue. Yeah. And I'm sleeping on a mattress that some three-legged dog had slept on yeah, the yeah, night yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I'm amazed. Yeah. I remember saying it once to someone on one of my sketch teams, but I'm amazed I never got bed bugs. Or mange, or, or mange, or, or, yeah. or crabs, and like yeah, yeah. anything, that like stuff, at any point. I remember, yeah, at like ten a, years of touring, a show in crazy. Fresno, California, and staying in this abandoned, like, military facility where mm. it was literally just a, a concrete slab, cockroaches crawling on the floor, and you know, in a you always bring a sleeping bag with you. Yeah, yeah. you have to. I don't know. That's how, I mean, you get this is a little more hardcore, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, so you I, I, in the sleeping bag, like trying not to touch any kind of like. So, but, but going back to this this Boston show, how was the show? Did the show was the show alright? Show was or? fine. The show okay, was so fine. there was just the post just show. The, um, yeah, 
Yeah. Right. And so give us this this uh, second tale. Um, this is not, I don't know, I, this is more about something, this is more about something I, I guess I did to myself. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> Interested. <laughs> this is this is it's this it's not that crazy, but this is a uh, a, a a cruise show. I did, okay. I've done one cruise show. Okay, so set this up. Is so this a comedy cruise, then, or is this just a straight up princess cruise type deal? Every now and then, comics get you know cruise show. Jo- yeah. You get a job doing a cruise, so it's like depending on the cruise. I, it was five days. It was a music cruise show. Okay. So there was a there was a band that everyone there was a fan of, and then they hired a couple of different acts, other musicians, sure. and I was one of the. I, was, I think I was the comedian. Um, five nights, I had to do three shows. Four nights, maybe. I I had to do three shows, um, and uh, my, they let me bring my girlfriend, and so she came. I had her bake like. Uh, a dozen like pot cookies. <laughs> um, she showed up with like some Xanax because <laughs> she just she's got the prescription for it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just drank a shitload on that <laughs> boat, man. I've never, we've ne- neither of us have ever been on a cruise before, sure. but there's mm-hmm. unlimited dinners. Yeah. Um, were you in the Caribbean or uh... we were just in the Gulf? I think okay. we just kind of we went yeah. from like Miami down to Mexico somewhere. Mm-hmm. I yeah. forgot where exactly. Um, and it was fun, to, you know. To it's you, you feel trapped at, at a certain point because you're like basically on a hotel in exactly. a hotel on the on the water. Yeah. Um, we've never experienced it before, so it was a new thing. We had a pretty nice room, you know. Like we had a balcony. You can open the window and you see the ocean. Mm-hmm. You can have sex and like <laughs> see the ocean at the same time. And that's look at you. Cool. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. Like I remember looking out of the ocean, like, "Yo, what's up? What's up, <laughs> what's up Neptune?" <laughs> and that was fun, you know. Yeah. Um, but we the the, the drinks were unpaid, mm-hmm. so I spent I think a third of my pay on buying drinks uh, for me and my girlfriend. Um, and the first couple shows we did were fine, you know, not fantastic, but they're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the last show. Not that many people showed up, so they canceled it and they they they, re, they postponed it to the next day, mm-hmm. sometime in the afternoon. And we woke up that morning, and I think we ate pot cookies, <laughs> and then we forgot we ate pot cookies because it takes time <laughs> to kick sure. in. Yeah. So they, I think we took some Xanax, <laughs> and then we drank a shitload of tequila. Ay-ay-ay. And then I was like, I gotta go perform. <laughs> The whole reason you're here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I gotta, we re- rescheduled the show. I got to go do the show. Um, and I don't really remember doing the show. <laughs> I, I, I kind of remember taking a photo with somebody afterwards. <laughs> All right. I remember slurring on stage a little bit. And then, then, and then, and then I woke, we both woke up in the cabin like, what happened? <laughs> Are, what happened? We, there was a big plate up on the buffet yeah. of right. like, just like cold and hot food mixed together <laughs> on one plate. There was like half a pill of like generic, uh, some boner pill. Right. I bought like generic boner <laughs> generic medicine. Boner from in Mexico because you gotta buy yeah, boner course, boner yeah, medicine yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Um. But so, so we woke up and that that was a scene like a plate of food and half a pill, and. I, we I, we both were told unsure right if the show happened yeah and i had to go the next and i you know it's just it's just you, you panic you're like yeah. what the fuck right what did i do right yeah. you know it was the worst feeling and then the next day i had to go collect my check did in the you office. ever do you find out what happened like you I sh- went on stage and did something i i did the show apparently you know <laughs> I went to go get my check, and I was... You were great every night, but that that night, you were killing. You were that good. (laughs) No one... Okay, so so I don't know what happened, dude. I just don't know. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I I went to get the check the next day, and I was just waiting to see if there was any sign, any indication, uh, you know, if, if people were being whatever. Problem was, I showed up at the office. I was high again. Right. So, of course, I'm paranoid, uh, super paranoid. I'm already, yeah. like, anxious to see if anyone says or does anything. Right. And now I'm just, like, totally paranoid. And I feel like everybody, basically, the body language is just like, this dude yeah. fucking went nuts <laughs> right. yesterday. 
I, I don't, but I can't confirm. You know, like yeah, I yeah. just don't know, and I, I haven't been hired back on that cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> that, that brings up an interesting point because that has definitely had a similar experience after a show that my band had played once that ended up with you know I don't handle pot brownies well at all. Like I just I the lo- the loss of control leads to yeah you know, major anxiety and like the reality versus you know inner thinkings of your brain like what's actually happening. Can you function and perform, you know, in various states, so to speak? Yeah, I think so. I think I can. Um, <laughs> I mean, right. We're putting that show out of our yeah, brains yeah. at other shows. Yeah, I, I, I've done. I, it's, it's, I have a mixed record on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, alcohol tends to be fine. Um, weed is a mixed bag. Uh, sometimes the combination works really well for me. But at this point, I've I'm on like a total substance break. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that that's that that brings you. You mentioned earlier that you've sort of turned over a, a new, new leaf. leaf. Yeah. And as we kind of wind down here, maybe to end on sort of a positive note. Right. Yeah. Why don't you delve into that? Well, let me tell you one more thing about um uh, the another pot show. I did the the midnight <laughs> run at the creek. Right. Okay. Which is like you get fucked up. Right. Whatever drug of choice. I think most people do weed. Right. Some people do mushrooms. Or whatever, but some people do heroin. Yeah, I think <laughs> heroin guys killed that night. Tight, tight yeah. five, man. I, I, yeah, I got really high one night there, and I did the show, and I couldn't. It was bad. It was yeah. bad. Like I felt, I couldn't connect with the audience. I felt alienated from mm-hmm. all of humanity. Like I was on stage, I wasn't sure. If, and none of the, none of it was working. And not only that, I just like kept going. Right. I like did way more than I needed to. I went way past my time and none of it was good. Were yeah. you realizing while you were going that way I'm going further, but I can't yeah, stop myself? Yeah. Sort of yeah. I was like, I don't know why. I was like, I was crashing and I just kept crashing. So it sounds like a loss of control type thing, which is like, oh, yeah. I just, I, I gotta keep doing this. I, get, I can't you know, just, Yeah. It, it was miserable. <laughs> right. It was so miserable. I got off stage and I was like, no one's friends with me now. Right. Yeah. And no one was friends with me now. Like everyone, <laughs> like afterwards, everyone like went to some party and I just like kind of hung around waiting to see if someone would invite me. Right. No one did. <laughs> and I just like rode my bike home by myself. Oh. High as shit. Oh. Rode my bike home from the creek to Chinatown, like Long That's Island City. I'll a 40 minute That's bike ride. Yeah. And just depressed, dude. Depressed. And that, the, the next morning was, was when I watched Up in the Air and uh, I cried myself. Yeah. <laughs> I did get an excellent pork shop house that day to that, comfort myself. <laughs> By yourself yeah. in the excellent yeah. pork shop house. But I just, I love the fact that there's, there was this mixed record, but it sounds like you just love weed. I <laughs> do just love like, weed. I love the unabashed, just like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll affect my forms. I don't know. I just, I love it. Yeah. Well, I lo- so talk, so talk to us about the, what the new leaf is this a new outlook for 2013 or what's the game yeah, plan well I, <laughs> the years almost i over. feel like whatever yeah like, yeah 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 <laughs> but i feel like it's just getting it's just starting it together yeah. Yeah. I, I, fuck the calendar year we <laughs> yeah. started how we want yeah i got my fiscal year yeah. <laughs> starts in july <laughs> but i um i don't know I, there's a couple of things that are, that are happening here number one i feel like the last couple of years after i shot my half hour special on comment central mm-hmm. That in conjunction with the the new experience of New York, and then what we talked about earlier, like me trying to adopt the like writing on stage strategy, mm. but and, and and just getting like not quality stage time, I feel like the last couple of years I haven't been focused. I right. haven't been producing at the level I want to be, and I, I feel like I've, it's been hard. For, I've had a hard time enjoying my life the last three years because yeah. you know how you like when you. I, I I ruminate. I'm I'm I like to mull over shit. I'm very indecisive mm-hmm. at times. I hate shopping, and I feel like <laughs> if I if I if I if I just feel like I'm not doing my work, if I feel like I'm not productive, it's hard for me to be happy. Like yeah. to enjoy anything in, in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So Welcome to every therapy session. <laughs> yeah, I realize like that's kind of how I've been feeling for like a long time. Yeah. And then um, I, I la- earlier this year, like in May, I went to Europe for three weeks, just a, a road trip with some friends, just, mm-hmm. just shitload of drinking, <laughs> no comedy, right. yeah. eating and drinking, just indulging, just hang time. seeing beautiful just, shit, yeah, right. and just seeing architecture, fjords, and just loving it. And then I came back, and I had no momentum whatsoever. I already left with very little momentum. Right. I had nothing booked, and I wasn't on any kind of writing schedule. I wasn't producing. And I, and I had, you know, I took a big vacation and I had nothing to show for it in terms of creative output. Right. Then I went straight to LA after that 
for a whole month for weddings. Very little booked. I did a couple shows and was not writing. And I smoked weed every day, all right. day, every day for a, the whole month. Yeah. yeah. I was high constantly from morning right. to night. Six, seven times a day, I would smoke uh, weed. Smoke weed every day. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, that's totally what I was doing. Uh, and <laughs> I, I had, it was, none of it was fun. Right. None of it was fun. Every day I would get high and I would just be high. But no magic, no fun. Right. No enjoyment, no insight, no communing with my environment. Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, empty. I was, just empty. was emptiness and I was high empty. And I came back from that trip and I was like, I got to change. Yeah. And um, and I and I stopped smoking weed. I, I mean, last year I took a break from weed and alcohol for five months, and that was hard. I was like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I was like, I'm gonna stay off drugs and alcohol until I put out an album, or until I get a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. None of that happened yet. <laughs> and then on my birthday came around, I went back to drinking and smoking. And then right. this time I started. So it's been about two three months now, but there's no temptation. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm just focused on work right now i started doing um like a like a little uh a cleanse Mm -hmm. i'm doing i'm practicing mindfulness there you go um eating i'm doing a three-week cleanse based on the elimination diet Uh which is like no no, just basically you cut out common allergens and people that people have um so I'm, i'm trying to fix my brain and my body detoxify and i'm doing um i don't know if you guys read the artist way now, I haven't no. read it either, but <laughs> it's changed my life. You know, <laughs> uh, I've heard about it. Like, wait, what is it? It's it's a book called The Artist Way. It's by this lady. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know it. But yeah, yeah. it's it's for creative types, and it's yep. for like writing, writing blocks. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be for writing blocks and just like just how to like nurture your creativity. I think. Yeah. But the main exercise in that book is it's called she calls it morning pages. But basically, you wake up every morning and you write three pages on a piece of handwritten three yeah. pages. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for a month, and it's changed my life. It's, Nothing crazy, but yeah. yeah, it's changed my life. It's we. It's I mean, I, I have the same thing all all the time. Like, and it's 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 uh, it, it's weird because also I feel like it, it is one of those deals where like. It's, you start to see like as you get older too like that years can go by all of a sudden you're like wait yeah, a second man. what the fuck happened yeah. and you and like that's the thing like i beat myself up non-stop about productivity and like yeah. work and like and trying to be on your own schedule and like you know trying to do those sort of things and like constantly just like oh i did you know it, it facebook is the killer for me i yeah. realized yeah, like yeah, i yeah. like i went on a trip to the uk and like came back i was like i need to stop looking at it and i'm starting to fall back into it mm. i've realized in the last week or so because i was just like all i do is use it to compare myself to other people right right and, and because that, again man. you're what you're looking at you know facebook or the internet as this fucking uh it's like the best of of their lives yeah man. and then you're like wait i should be having more of those i'm not doing enough yeah. everything i've done is wrong yeah and isn't the right things uh which is all kind of you know bullshit but yeah i i i'm I hear you, one hundred percent. No, I absolutely agree, and that's why that's why biking has changed my life in the past two weeks. I, I do think. Th- I mean, I, I, I in in a way, but I the mindfulness thing. I was doing a little meditation mm-hmm. for a while. Some uh, uh, um, uh, loving kindness meditation mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the uh, yeah. Haven't done it in like a couple of weeks. But, I've been meaning to try it, it though as well. It is the the idea of the cleanse, and I'm always tempted to do the cleanse. I just I love eating a lot of shit oh uh, i hear you, you know I hear as, you. As, I'm sure, as i'm sure but that's the hard thing because like i don't drink it dude like i've never done mm-hmm, it in mm-hmm, my life mm-hmm. and so it's just like that's in my brain i'm like that's the only thing i've got but the, yeah, still, yeah, like, yeah, eat yeah. Garbage the, the food, fact yeah. though that you still you biked over here as well yeah and just the exercise you get out of that the yeah. the the satisfaction the you know the energy what you're like you're being one with the city well, you're experiencing the, the city in a certain the, way it's, yeah it's the connection to people and the ceremony like that's also what feels like the three pages thing like because mm-hmm. i've been you know as a writer i'm like constantly like i don't write nearly enough for yeah being a writer and teaching writing like uh mm-hmm. but and because i do think that's that does seem like the important part of it too is just like it, no matter what you're doing that like and that's the starting point to do other things exactly. because if you give yourself any leeway and you don't have a boss 
Yeah. Why right. shouldn't I not put pants yeah. on? It's yeah. all halfway yeah. Why during the day. Yeah. yeah exactly. Why not again? On the cruise, way on too the many too, times. Probably <laughs> yeah. ocean right there. Yeah. You just do yeah. it into the ocean. Masturbation is <laughs> the killer. It's just like <laughs> total killer. It's always there. Masturbation and Facebook. The two. Masturbation things, and Facebook. They're not good. I'm always masturbating to comparing myself to other people. So so many videos they did. So to bring this all full circle. A question that we ask all of our guests. Yes. What do you think of the word gig? Um, I'm okay with the word. I don't have any super strong feelings about gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't say gigs often. I don't think I say I have right. a gig. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I ever say gig. <laughs> yeah, I don't say that. I don't use the word. So right. do you have a, I guess if people use, if other comics used it. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to it right. totally, but yeah, I don't know. All right. Why? It's what, a diplomatic. This, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a, a it's divisive, a, divisive issue. It is. It, depe- it, is. it depends. It changes for literally every single yeah. guest and and what world they come from. Huh. Uh, you know, it, and even like what subset of what yeah. world they come from. Like some you know, people, like, some people like it and you, uh, use it uh, in an unironic way. Some yeah. people hate it and use it ironically. Some people refuse to use it. Some people substitute other, you know, uh, words yeah. for it. I would it. say in broad, uh, char- uh, you know, comedians are fine are more fine with it. Yeah. Uh, musicians, if they oh. came from like a punk world, uh-huh. it's a show. It's not a gig. Uh-huh. And it's certainly not a concert. Yes, uh, it's a fair, all this like kind of because it what it's like gigging is what assholes do, it, yeah. like or oh, sort okay. of thing. But okay, like, but that. it is different. But who said someone was like, no? But a gig's where I'm getting paid. Yeah, like and that made sense as a comedian. It was, I think this was like an improv friend of ours, and it was uh-huh. like, yeah, show is one you do at like Legion, uh-huh. Legion Bar, or whatever. Okay. Like you show up, you just do it, it's a show. But if you do a gig, you're getting paid, and it's like that's the differentiation. I see, so, I see. But yeah, it's one that it's it, but it's it's a word that some people don't ever think about and that's yeah. some that you can see and, and, the look and then there's face. some people that put way too much thought yeah. into it like us like us <laughs> right, right. entire but show i i thought that would I, I i thought music would be a more of a gig i don't know why but maybe yeah, in like a, the really... classic sense of the word yeah. steve winwood would have a yes. gig. yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. like yes <laughs> guys who make money yeah <laughs> so uh i i, yeah. I, I use skit for fun, ironically, yes, as opposed to sketch, as opposed to show. Oh, skit! Doing a like I, I told my girlfriend, I, I got two skits tonight. <laughs> That's, that's amazing. A, that's, that's a first. That's because, because I get frustrated as a sketch teacher yeah. when people say skip, but I, appro- yeah. I I approve of that. Exactly. That's yeah. because 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 of that frustration. I'm right. just like, fuck it. Let's just let's just call them skits, man. I'm doing fuck. an open skit. Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> skits. So Shang, you've told us you have all all of these fantastic stories. I mean, a lot of parallels between stuff that yeah. we've gone through. Um, a lot of a lot of accomplishments. You got the bike. You got the cleanse. I want a good kick. Turning right now, over man. the new leaf. Not sure what is coming up uh, in the immediate future for you. Yeah. We just want you to get home safe. Thank you. Worst gig ever. ever.